Hello and welcome to Unfertility, a podcast that is centered on breaking the silence, stigma and shame around unconventional fertility journeys through the voices of Black women. I'm your host, Noni, and I'm so glad you are tuned in. Welcome to the final episode of 2021. Um, I wanted to check in before the end of the year because I realized that my last episode um, on my story was was quite bleak (laughs) and um, I'm happy to say that I'm out of that funk now and yeah I just really wanted to to check in at this time of the year as well Um, so I hadn't actually made the connection about why I was feeling so terrible and the fact that it's actually sort of the festive Christmas December end of the year time and I, I came home from London one night and um, I sat down when we got back in. My husband picked me up from the, from the station and we sat back in the house and I just felt so rubbish. And usually after a weekend with my girls, I feel, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling on top of the moon. And um, this time it wasn't like that. And I just I just felt so shit. I felt shitty inside and. I just couldn't make sense of it. So I, I just decided that I was going to tell him. And vulnerability is something that I really struggle with. And I know, and I know that might be surprising because I do share a lot on on the podcast. But I think that one-on-one vulnerability with people who care about me, I, I always struggle to, to let them see those parts of me. So, but that Sunday, I just decided that I was just going to show him, my husband, that I was going to show him that part of me because I was really struggling. And it had been sort of months, as I mentioned in my last episode, that months of just feeling, of being in this funk and just feeling so uh, disengaged and just so, um, just not with it, you know? So then I started telling him and I just started crying. I could, I literally just started crying and I was just like, this I just feel shit and I don't know why and I just kept crying and crying and he was talking and he was saying and then he said to me that um that he really struggles as well around this time of the year because you know December festive Christmas time is usually is 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 a time for family and he also gets reminded during this time that he doesn't have his own family yet you know apart from me and Coco and I hadn't actually made the connection that, of course, but not just the fact that festive period is like a family time, but also just that end of the year reflective, being reflective over the last year, it, it kind of weighs weighs on you, doesn't it? Um, how everything has gone or not gone the way you'd planned. And then when I went on Instagram, I, I was seeing other people posting about this sort of funk around this time and I just felt so it was really affirming because I thought I was going crazy (laughs) I really did think I was going crazy and it just was so affirming to see that other women were feeling the same way that I was around this time and it it helped me make sense of it Um, and eventually I was able to come out of that funk so I I um yeah, I just wanted to, to share that, that maybe you've been feeling some type of way during this period and you don't know why. There is, a, it is a real thing for all of us who are still trying to conceive. Um, 
during this time and that reminder that another for me it was a reminder that another Christmas I don't know why I use Christmas as like a measuring um, stick but I always say by Christmas next year hopefully so to me it was like another reminder that another Christmas and no baby at all which yeah which was really really hard to to deal with to be honest and I was in a bad place um but thankfully I am out of that space now and what actually really helped me was writing down how I was feeling I think that for a long time I've uh struggled I've always sort of run away from just sitting with my own feelings on my own you know not when I'm sharing it to someone but just on my own and to unpack those feelings and to to check in with myself in that way that's not something that I've been very good at particularly in the last year and so I did that and I I felt a hundred times better just being able to offload in a journal and just say this is where I'm at and this is what I feel now and I'm honoring these feelings as they are as raw and ugly and, and, and horrible as they are I'm honoring them and letting them go as well you know when 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 I'm ready to let them go when I'm ready to part with um that space I'm I'm writing it down and I'm acknowledging that these feelings are real and they're there and I'm acknowledging that I will also be able to move on past this and um one of the things I read on Instagram this week was about I think it was Alice Rose and she said something about how uh, you... One of the things I've been focusing on, and I even mentioned this to my husband, was just how much I felt like I am losing myself in this sort of journey. And Alice spun that and she said that you're not losing yourself. You're becoming a better you. You're becoming a new version of yourself and that's okay. And I just, I'd never really thought about it like that. And it really struck me because I think I'd been so focused on the negative aspect of uh, this experience and just feeling like even by the time I have this baby, how much of me would have been lost. And Alice was saying, you're not losing yourself, you're just becoming a new person. And that, when I looked back at who I was so almost five years ago when we started trying and who I am now, a completely new person and there is uh, a lot of good that's come out of that as well so not just the negatives that I'd been so um, focused on about how maybe I'm not as uh, I don't know maybe I was just focusing on like things that maybe I'm not as joyful I'm not as I'm not just I'm not finding joy in a lot of things but actually when I really look back at the last five years there is so much of me that is different now and 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 I require different uh things from people so when I when I look back at the funk that I was in as well I think it was that kind of uh that shift and shifts are always difficult to navigate shifts are painful they're uncomfortable when you're changing and becoming a new person that comes with discomfort and it, it it's a horrible kind of pit in your stomach kind of discomfort but I realized that's what I was going through because like as I said I think for a long time I just wasn't I didn't feel that I was able to be vulnerable and 
to be to be not the strong person or to be someone who's not always laughing or always having a good time which that's a part of me but then there are also other parts of me that are deeply sad sometimes and deeply uh, vulnerable sometimes and I think for me I I've been going through that shift where I'm like I am going to present all of me and it's whether you're with it or you're not and I and over the last few months I've just had different encounters with different people who I think were messengers in a way just showing me what I what I like and what I do not like what I will tolerate and what I will not tolerate anymore and what I love and what I don't love you know and what I who I was and who I'm not anymore and I think that's been the beauty of being on this trying to conceive fertility treatment IVF journey is that I think it forces you to become your truest self there was another quote I read on Instagram um that said this I will I will share these when I share this episode I will share the quotes and who they're from um on Instagram but there was another quote that mentioned something about how this journey forces you literally to become the truest version of yourself and I and I I resonate with that so much I feel that so much now um particularly after this year I think this year has really forced me to say right okay um this whole this old nonny maybe isn't working anymore I think it's served a purpose for a long time and my friend actually said that to me she's like who you were served a purpose at a time but who you who you're becoming now is to serve the new the new purpose the new you you know and I and I I just love that so much that kind of evolution that comes with this journey and and so now I really one of the things I did was so earlier this year my Uh, my really close cousin had a baby and of course in the excitement of everything I was added to a baby group specifically for this baby and like to share pictures and to always keep up to date because we we don't live in the same area or same country Um, and in the excitement of it all and I I totally understand that you know people are allowed to to have their moments of joy and express that joy in, in whatever way they see fit um and i'm not i'm not unrealistic to the point where i think people should always know to be sensitive with me about it and also because i also haven't been very vocal about just how difficult it is for me to my family and so this year i got put in this group and i remember when i saw the notification i was like "Mm, don't really know about this but again i didn't want to seem like that person that wasn't happy for someone (laughs) And so I just stayed in this group, but I muted the group. So I hardly went into this group and I I just sort of suck it up, as it were. And then after sort of the last few months, um, like I'm saying, there's a few different things that have just forced me to really come out forthright with who I am and where I'm at. And I, two weeks ago, I decided to just say to my, to to the group, in fact, I, I was just like, right, guys, you know, I love you or I love you both and I love you and I love your baby and I, you know, I what I'm going to say does not take away from that but I I cannot continue to be in this group just because of where I'm at the headspace that I'm at the heart space that I'm at at the moment particularly around this Christmas time um, I'm not able to 
I want to be able to control when I when I see images of babies and baby things and baby conversations and being in this group doesn't doesn't give me that so I will have to leave this group and I hope you guys will understand and I actually think that's the first time that I've been that open and that uh, vulnerable with my family members because I think there's an element of like I really and I remember saying this when I was having my counseling session that I don't like people feeling sorry for me and I really don't but actually in the grand scheme of things what's the worst that what's the worst that can come out of that so I just said this in the group and they understood that's the thing like I think we sometimes make out like these big scenarios in our head and they in reality it can play out very differently I think there's something so powerful about being vulnerable and that people can see you when you're not vulnerable people are seeing uh the 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 projection or the impression of what you want them to see and so they cannot understand you if they can't if you're not letting them see you and I think that was such a key moment for me because I realized that wow a lot of people maybe uh will say things or do things because I've not really been that open about it and said I'm really struggling with this and I I I want to be excluded from this and so yeah that was one of the things that I did I came out of this group and it was it was a wonderful exchange with my family members and they understood and you know they were so encouraging and and affirming and I didn't feel shit about it um and I wish I'd just done that in the beginning you know uh another thing that I've done as part of this whole like you know presenting my whole self as I am in that moment is uh I've actually cut out some friends now um because I realized this year that I was requiring of more softness than ever before and I think that the longer you're in this journey I think that's a natural thing to require you you are more vulnerable you are more worn out maybe from the journey and you do require and you do deserve softness and I just had some friends that again maybe because I wasn't um open to them but it there just wasn't there was a disconnect there where I knew what I wanted but I felt that I had to tolerate the fact that they couldn't give me what I wanted and it's not like in an unrealistic you have to give me everything that I want but just how I would show up for them in the way that they want to me to show up for them but that was never reciprocated and I just thought to myself one day after having uh, a, a, not an argument but a mini argument with a friend and I was just like actually this is okay that that we can go our separate ways now I think I've held on to this for so long thinking and hoping that one day you will show up for me in the same way but you haven't and for me I am all about listening to what people do rather than what people say. And in this case, this friend wasn't even saying the right things either. So I just thought to myself, why am I tolerating this? To what end and to what gain? What 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 is so important to me about this relationship that I feel that I have to put myself through this space where this person gaslights me and makes me feel like I'm crazy or it makes me or just even doesn't think I require or deserve softness. And I just thought, no. So I blocked a few people based on that. Blocked them. Yeah, I'm one of those. I blocked them. I just... And I didn't even explain because I actually thought, well, you don't really uh, show up for me. And so I don't think I, I, I need to offer you that kind of explanation. And I think it depends on who it is. There's some people where I probably would explain it. But I, at this point, I think I was just done. And I was like, well, 
you know everything that's happening with me and I just feel like I deserve more and if you're not going to give me that I'm happy to walk away and it hadn't it wasn't even just about that moment I think it had been like I looked at the entire friendship and I just thought this has been the way it is and maybe I've even normalized the fact that this is the way it is and so I just I just and yeah there was a few friends where I was just like yeah that's it I'm done and just closing the chapter on certain things that you people that have been lingering in your life for so long and you know there's just a disconnect and you've always tolerated them but they don't do the same for you and yeah for me that softness thing I just know now that I require and I deserve softness from people who I call my friends and if you can't be that for me at this particular point in my life I just feel that we can't be friends and I and it's not to be like really these are not like hard and fast rules necessarily but I think again that this journey forces you to really come into your true self and say what is it that I want what is it that I don't want and what is it that I deserve and what is it that I don't deserve and you really have to draw those lines and boundaries I think that's what it's about this year the last couple of months have really taught me about boundaries and boundaries don't have to be a negative thing they don't have to be a bad thing they don't have to be a bad experience it don't have to leave you feeling bad boundaries can be um vulnerability and just letting people know where you are so they can understand where you are and know how to engage with you moving forward um so i just i'm just i'm just so grateful for this shift that's been happening although i resisted it for so long and hence the discomfort i'm just happy that i'm able to really own who i am now and 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 be unapologetic about that i think that for years i have always been like preaching about being unapologetic and being who you are blah blah blah, blah. but i wasn't really living it and i wasn't really practicing it and how incredible that something as awful as trying to conceive and infertility and ivf and all of that can actually um play such a huge part in 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 who you are as a person and this is the thing i think we cannot separate our our journeys as like you know fertility patients or whatever it is from who we are as our spirits and as our minds and as our bodies and it's all connected and i see that now and i think for a long time i separated myself from like this experience that I'm going through as um, an in, uh, uh, um, sorry, an infertility patient or an IVF patient, I always just separate it and I'd be like, I only need to present this part of me to people without this part so that, I don't know, so that they don't feel sorry for me or so that they can, so that I'm palatable or so that it's not awkward, but actually that, this journey as much as you know I hate it (laughs) it's a part of me now and it's a part of my identity in a way and 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 you know that's that's something that I've had to accept it's not it's not like a it's not like an adjacent thing to my life it's very much a part of my life and now I'm just I feel so strongly and such a strong conviction conviction about presenting myself whole um and I will have I will say things that I will mention that I'm doing IVF in a random conversation and I'm not going to feel any way about it if you're going to feel uncomfortable that's on you but you know breaking the stigma and the silencing and the shame I can't just do it in the context of other 
of other con- conversations with other people who are in this i have to have these conversations as a part of my as a way of life that's this is how we break the stigma and the silencing and the shame and it's taking me a long time to get that it sounds so simple now as i'm saying it but um i'm just so grateful that i've arrived at this point where uh this terrible horrible journey has led me towards my truest self i i just think that's so beautiful and i just think it's so empowering and it is about that silver lining you know looking at the good and i'm so grateful to alice rose for for just highlighting that to me um and making me turn toward the positive you know and 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 yes the negative is there it doesn't take it away but also just looking at the positive can can help balance the scales a little bit um and so you know as we are at the end of the year um i just wanted to encourage everybody to to tap into that positive side of things and and to ask yourself what are you grateful for this year yes probably this might have been your worst year like it has been for me in terms of um infertility and trying to conceive an IVF um PTSD you know i i had the worst i have the worst PTSD from our failed cycles but i i really want to ask myself what am i grateful for this year what are the good things that have happened this year that i have not stopped to take stock of because i've been so focused on 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 the negative and the biggest thing as some of you may know is after 10 years of being on dialysis my husband had a kidney transplant only 4 days after our after we found out our third IVF cycle had failed if that's not if that's i mean i can even stop there if i didn't want to say anything else that i'm positive about this year it's just been a life changing gift for us and i'm so grateful to the patient who uh donated her her kidney to my husband and i may she continue to rest in power but i am so grateful for the new lease of life and just you know our our our, our life together the change trajectory of that i'm super grateful for that and you know in my funk i was i'd even forgotten that that had happened this year but that's such a huge thing you know that's changing our lives forever um and i'm so grateful for that i'm so grateful that i have a wonderful job that i love i work with an amazing diverse team that values people bringing their fullest self to work that values pe- uh, giving people an opportunity to grow and develop and that values family you know i feel like i have a family where i work and I'm grateful that I've been able to keep a job during these these really difficult times with COVID and the lockdowns and restrictions and furlough schemes and all of that I was I was able to have my job and actually during the worst lockdown I had three pay rises and I'm so grateful for that all of that happened in the midst of all the you know the the hurt and the pain of infertility and IVF but I'm grateful that I was able to still maintain the lifestyle that i've now built for myself and my husband i'm grateful that the resources were always available to me to in, to be able to live a life that is that isn't 
a life of ease you know i'm grateful for that i'm super super grateful for that i'm grateful for my family i'm grateful that they love me and they affirm my spirit and they make me laugh and they you know i'm just grateful that i have people who love me and people who've always loved me through the seasons and through you know my madness or whatever it is you know my 30 almost 32 years of life i'm just grateful that i have people who've been consistent and who've loved me consistently i'm so grateful for my friends who are just i have wonderful friends i know everybody says that but i have a bunch of really incredible friends women who just are you know redefining what it means to be women redefining what it means to to be a modern woman in this day and age and who are just so inspirational and every day my encounters with my friends you know affirm who I am and remind me of my spirit and my essence and I'm so grateful that I have a tribe of women that I can always depend on that have become family to me that no matter what no matter when no matter what time any time anything I can lean on them and they will show up for me, you know. And I hope that I show up for my friends in the ways that they've shown up for me. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunities I've had with unfertility. Oh my goodness. I mean, wow. I just, I could not have imagined any of the stuff that's happened from just sharing my story, you know, would have happened. Um, it's not always been easy, particularly every time I share my story in a new world, a new format, um, or for a new publication or whatever, there is always that wave of shame that still comes every time um, I'm told that oh, it's been published or it's gone out. or And there's always that wave of um, feeling like, is my husband still okay with this? I know he is because he's told me he is. But, you know, I, I'm I'm a wife who loves her husband and who respects her husband. And I ha I still have those feelings when all these... Um, opportunities come and I'm just so grateful that from sharing my one story about being black and African and infertile and now undergoing IVF that you know it's led to opportunities like writing for the HFEA um, an article in Elle magazine online uh, being on BBC Women's Hour BBC Radio 5 Live I was on ITV News, which was just, I never thought <laughs> I would ever be on telly. And, you know, I'm really grateful. And it's so easy to, to lose sight of some of these things because you're so bogged down in the, in, in the negative or just in the everyday of life. But, I'm, you know, these are things that have happened, particularly during the worst time, you know, with COVID. And those were things that were happening for me. And I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful that I'm able to, from those opportunities... I've had emails from people who've seen them. And, you know, because when you, when you get these opportunities, I always think to myself, oh, who is going to see this? And is this going to be useful? And is, is this going to reach the right people? So many people have emailed me from seeing my articles. They, they don't follow me on Instagram. They didn't even know about me. And they just found find me somehow, somewhere, whether it's Google, whether it's L, whether it's HFEA. And, and they've emailed me and we've made connections um, with you know further opportunities for collaboration that have come out from all these different things that I've done and I'm just so so grateful I never saw any of this happening I just never did and even now when it still happens I'm still like wow 
you know, I recently got an email about a fantastic opportunity that I will be able to share later on next year. And, you know, getting to a stage where now I can get paid for this work, it's just, I have to be grateful for that. That's incredible. And that's happened, you know, this year, which I felt was like the worst year ever. <laughs> so my my point is, you know, we have to tap into the good. We have to tap into the light. You know, there is so much light happening. Yes, we might be in dark spaces sometimes. And yes, we might be low. And yes, we might be feeling terrible. But there is so much light in the world as well. And it's about tapping into that. And, you know, affirming yourself with all the good things that have happened as well. You know, it doesn't negate the bad, but it just balances the scale. And I just really wanted to uh, share that with 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 all of you particularly at this time and just encourage you to do the same and what are you grateful for this year what has happened to you this year what has happened to your family what has happened to your your partner your friends or your you know what has happened that has been good that maybe you've you you lost sight of in in the midst of all the 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 feeling you know terrible and and, and upset and 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 low what are you grateful for what has 2021 given you um, that has made you feel good that has affirmed your spirit that has made you feel joy that has further developed you whether that's personally or professionally what are you grateful for this year I also just want to take this opportunity to thank everybody who supported me this is my first year of podcasting and again I'm grateful that people listen to my podcast and people play and come back to the episodes and I'm really grateful and I'm so thankful to all of you who showed me support in that in this way show me support on Instagram and social media and show me support in the conversations you're having with your friends and families and colleagues I'm grateful that you are you've made space for me in this way Um, And I'm so excited about continuing the podcast and continuing to share these wonderful stories of resilience, of um, breakthrough, of of just uh, of just brilliance. Actually, I think we're remarkable. And yeah, I can't even lie. I think we're really remarkable to be going through this and still willing to 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 show up in the world um, as black women. So I'm so thankful. Thank you so much to to all my all of you, all of you, all of you, all my listeners, um, everybody who follows me on Instagram. Thank you, thank you so much. And you know we're just getting started, and um, I hope that you will continue to support me. I hope that you will continue to listen to the podcast. Um, and you know I'm always available via my DMs on social media. I'm also available on email, nonny at unfertility.com. And I'm available even for phone calls. If you feel that you're you're struggling or in a bad space and you just want someone to talk to who gets it, please reach out to me. I'm so willing to have those connections. Um, and yeah, I'm here for you as much as you have been for me in in the in the form of the support that you've given me. Thank you, thank you so much. And I wish you 
a wonderful Christmas. I hope that you check into the light, tap into the light and 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 focus on the positives and, and come back to yourself so that you can have a wonderful Christmas and, and a wonderful ushering into the new year as well. All my love and all of the light.